It is time to tune up the band and all hail the modern day Maharaja, for it is another episode of the Sweet Chinwag Podcast. I am Sam, alongside Dan and Reardon, as we continue our journey through the wacky world of professional wrestling. This week, we are joined by a friend of the podcast, Brendan, who you may know as uh, the viral sensation from a couple of weeks ago, Black John Cena. Hello, everybody. How are we all doing? Hello, hello. It's picked up. It's picked up. It's officially, we are now perfectly balanced. As all <laughs> 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 the day has come. The day has come. Thank you, Brendan. <laughs> Anytime, anytime. Uh, I feel like this is the only piece of viral marketing we'll ever do, Dad. That'll be current. I mean, well. we're gonna we're gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But no, how have you been, chaps? How has your week been? It has been busy as always. I am tired as always, but I am also very hyped for today for a number of reasons. So yeah. let's get. I've this been. Party. I've been. I've been keeping myself busy doing stuff outside of this, but also giving myself stuff to do with this to keep myself busy, knowing that uh, after next week, things are about to get a whole lot busier. So, yeah, like yeah, that, that's yeah. the exact same space where I am as well. It's been a, it's been a it's been a very busy... life is catching up terrifyingly fast. <laughs> it really yeah. is. Even though I had a week break, I found myself doing a lot of a lot of admin work. Um, not only just with like the podcast stuff, but just outside of that and personal stuff. But which is what I was there, and I was honestly. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say right, you guys like mate. So what? What? We're in the what? Twenty first of August, right? Yeah. I was meant to have a normal. Like I remember this specifically because I had the job. I went to a nine to five job. I was like, that is not for me. Screw that. Just going to straight straight into personal training. So I quit that job after a week, right? Cool. And then I said, the week after, I will take a rest and relax. And then I became famous. (laughs) it's funny how things work out like that (laughs) and then i I was like wait 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 whoa 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 relax please i just want to sleep wait i i literally just want to sleep and relax but i'm sorry i right now i'm running on two hours of sleep because the whole of america wants to talk to me have a conversation with me and i'm like mate what time are you up and it's like, oh, what up, what up at 11 p.m., man? I'm like, well, 11 p.m. to you guys is bloody 4, p- 4 a.m. over here. Oh. And I'm like dying over here. I'm oh, dying. Yeah. Oh. I'm dying. You're coming after me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's Brenda Cabino. Oh, my God. Hey, hey. Oh. I'm like, okay. Yes. Thank you. Okay, cool. Oh. I'll answer it in the morning, bro. Yeah. yeah. No. I have that I've had that same. I've had that same thing because hope, like hopefully, very soon I will be. I will be on another podcast in sweet chinwag capacity, slightly. We'll see. Uh, yeah. But you're the, just under the, our umbrella. Yeah, I'm on. No, I know. In terms of the internet, I am sweet chinwag. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's how it is. But I am trying. We're trying to sort out the schedule because they're like, oh, we could do it live. But like, what time is it when I normally do it? I'm like. I will die. Oh, is this, <laughs> is this, is this like me trying to figure out US Pacific time all over again? Oh, absolutely. Where there's literally like four hours of crossover and they're like, they're from like 7 p.m. to like yeah. 11 p.m. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I just, it's I just go on Google. 
I'd just go and Google. I'd yeah. Google. Oh, yeah. I'd go and Google. I'm fairly I'm sure like, if someone if America. someone searched my browser history in amongst all the other rad shit that's in there, they'd just see, like, five pages of just time zone, different time zone yeah. converter configurations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so, what I was saying to Sam. I was like, man, going into this whole thing, I'm like, yeah, I've got, like, a month to rest before I go back to work in September, and I'm like, September's only a week away. Oh god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine that. Oh, god. <laughs> so, with all the time zones, we also like to remind people that you can get this podcast thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, <laughs> Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and forever pending other platforms. You know, guys, I don't know, I don't know Black John Cena all too very well. But there's one thing I do know, and that he is always pending, like we are always pending, and like you should always, always be pending. Nice, Reed, and I, I, I like that one. Nice segue. That's, That's professional. I was just going to talk about, talk about SoundCloud stats, so you beat me definitely on that. Eh? We'll, we'll, skip, we'll skip over that for after the recording. Mm. All righty oh, then. Gosh. So uh, I feel there's only one thing we need to talk about on this week's wrestling news. So uh, let's uh, let us blare out cult of personality and visit Dan for this week's wrestling news. No, stop calling! Stop calling my spots. Look at my What do you see? I see a copyright. Wrestling news is what you see. I see. I see a copyright infringement. That's what I see in our future. Look, if Living Color want to sue us, then I'll happily give them the money. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, shout out to you, Living Color. Go get that bag. Go get uh, that bag. I fully please. endorse them getting that bag. Yes. Um, like, let's be real. There's only one major piece of news. It's AEW Rampage. It's crazy that so- everything everyone was putting is the B show in Chicago. Start off the show. CM Punk comes out to Cole Personality, to an enormous pop. That's it. He's <laughs> back. Awesome, he is back. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 yay! CM Punk, yay! Oh, I love him! Yo, that, oh, yo, that guy, so, so not overrated, mate. I swear to you, oh, I no, do, I do that. that guy every single day. I love CM Punk, as you can tell, I'm being sarcastic. Do you know what, guys? <laughs> I actually liked him. I actually liked yeah. him. I liked him, Punk. And then, and then he kept playing my balls, bro. He kept playing my balls. Hey, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back. Yeah, he left us blue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> blue balls. Blue, my balls exploded. They're not there anymore. They're gone. Oh, oh, and now he comes back. So I was waiting for CM Punk to come back when I was what? I was 17 years old. I'm 24. I'm 24. I, know. I don't care. Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't no, care anymore. You know, you know I get that. No, Brennan, on one hand, I do get you when it, it's kind of like in another one of the, our great little um our great little analogies here at the Sweet Chin Web podcast. It's like that bit it. in it's like that bit in The Last Unicorn, the movie The Last <laughs> Unicorn. How dare you come back when I'm like this? How dare you? <laughs> yeah, because it's like the CM Punk return became like wrestling's punchline. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, oh, when CM Punk returns to the ring or when he comes back to wrestling, it's like the haha, that would never happen. And now we were just now there's just people standing there with egg on their face, like Oh, I was there. The thing is, I'm happy. I'm happy for him. He's doing what he loves. Do you know what? I love CM Punk. Apart do you know when I was doing WWE when I had WWE games, right? My finish was always GTS. Because yes. it so oh, it's such a good move. Yeah? Oh, it's such, such a good a move. Bloody good move. 
and it's so epic when you when you hit your opponent and his head is all red and everything. It's on the floor. You're like, yes, I've killed him. I'm not gonna pick him. I look sick. I look amazing. And that guy, CM Punk. Now I loved him. I loved him. Tattoo, straight edge, whatever gimmick he had. I love him. I still love him today. But leave me alone, man. I don't care anymore. I'm not. I'm not allowing my heart. I'm not allowing my heart to get back into it. No, man. I'm that's heartbroken. Fair. No, that's fair. I mean, it's it's the whole thing that um. Like I have when I was supposed to it. it's like the thing for me is like you know the realization that like the guy who never said he'd come back and has come back and is like you know I want to do this and I want to do this because like it, it was a thing that um someone said actually in our wrestling group chat is like oh well CM Punk said he'd never come back to like you know he said he'd come back to pro wrestling and mm-hmm. then did the whole thing where he was like. Oh, you know, and now like WWE go on that whole we're sports entertainment, we're an entertainment company first. Yeah. So it's like, oh, he he kept his word. He took the dig at WWE. That's like the thing that people like. Hmm. And I mean, I just like the fact that he just came back and they just they just had the mind to be like, all right, fuck it, we're in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's nothing more that we can do than just let him walk out there to open up the show. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, yeah, I do love I do love the very much the listen, you know it, I know it. We're not gonna make you wait. We're just gonna do this right here, right now, and then you're gonna be hyped for the rest of the show. It's All right, you fucking you fucking want CM Punk here, you fucking go, you yeah. smarks. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I respect them for that. Yeah, no, yeah. I respect yeah. them for that. What I also Big respect, time. which again that like we've mentioned before, God the camera work was mwah. Yeah. Oh my you, god! Because good, because the Dar- the the shot of Darby Allen, and I say this with, like you know, we're 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 a podcast where we love it. It is the single most anime shit I have yes. ever seen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Darby, yeah. Darby Allen looking like fucking you know from Mirai Nikki, <laughs> looking at CM Punk. <laughs> It's 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 the it's the thing of like seeing him next to Sting. Yeah, it it it, it always it it sounds so dumb, but it always rem- you know that meme of like Keanu Reeves, but they've shortened him down. Yes, <laughs> it's like Mum says it's my yeah. turn on the Xbox. Yeah. it yeah. feels like that, but with Sting. So there's yeah. just Sting, and then a smaller Sting standing next to him. It's oh god. Ah, oh, what felt like an amazingly feel good moment uh, as well. can i also say that company that made the ice cream bars are going to continue making those for basically oh, the for rest that. of the time they're in yeah. operation oh yeah was, oh yeah that was a question i actually wanted to ask you brendan would you have would your heart would have been won over if you were at the united center and you got a cm punk ice cream bar at I'll, the mark end of it? I'll mark out i'll mark out I'm mark out. Are you crazy? You're saying that like anyone wouldn't mark out for free food. Literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> I, am, I, am, I am the most boring ass person when it comes to that ice could cream. Be, that right. could be a Braun Strowman ice cream bar Bro, and I yeah. would be happy. Yes. No, I am, I am the most, single I, most boring person when it comes to ice cream and I would have eaten the shit out of that ice cream. Damn yes. right. Bro, Damn right. Bro, honestly, I break character for that. For that shit. Yeah, what? Yeah. yeah, I'll be big, big, big Brendan walking around. Oh, ice cream, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my <laughs> god. This is the ice cream for gains. Yes. Hey, Amen. Oh yes. man. So, if but... you say it has a hundred grams of fat, I'll still I'll eat five of them. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Just yeah. But there we go. See you, Bob versus Darby Allen with 
Sting yeah, for looking, a, looking at for all out. Yeah, looking with 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 Sting looking at CM Punk like Hihachi Mishima. Yes, the most... <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to think. He reminds me of someone, and it just popped in my head. Hihachi Mishima. That's what he. That's the energy I'm getting from Sting right now. Oh, there you that's go. That's, that's a very good analogy. That is. There oh. we go. So, man, the feeling feeling I have now with all of this. And I don't know if you guys are kind of within the same boat as me, but it's like with this now, with the mainstream attention that AEW has now, with everything that's gone on, I genuinely feel that now WWE really need to step their game up today. They have to. They have They've to. got no choice I, but to. Because, like, don't forget, right, they, they AEW they dropped this on a network TV show <laughs> the yeah. day before WWE's pay-per-view, their second biggest event of the year. Yeah. It's yeah. not like it's not like they dropped it in like Helen and so they dropped it on SummerSlam week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean to and be I fair, it, do you think it yeah. do you think it's worth a reevaluation of SummerSlam as the second biggest event? Because I really feel like it should be the Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Rumble. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yo, we, yeah, that's true. Because we said that. Oh, because WrestleMania obviously won. I would say yeah, because the Big Four for me is what. Uh, or the Big Four is. Uh, well, because they, they say Mania, the Big Four is Mania. Rumble, yeah, Mania, Rumble, Rumble SummerSlam, Rumble, Survivor Rumble, Series. Yeah, yeah, that's the main. That's the Big Four, mm. right? And some people can argue that Survivor Series is more important than SummerSlam because Survivor Series has more has more of a. Uh, uh, what, what can I say? It has more of a sort of culture behind it. You know, the whole like yeah. team. It, it, and it, has it, it has a it has a big match feeling because I mean, especially from like the yeah. brand extension period. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, for me, I, I think you can you can argue. I mean, Royal Rumble. Everyone knows that. Like, I'm trying to think yeah. about the most casual of the casual of the casual. Everyone wants to. Everyone makes jokes about Royal Rumble. Oh, I'm gonna throw this guy over right, and like it's a Royal Rumble and what's not. But you don't really get that sort of culture with SummerSlam. So in reality, you could put SummerSlam as number, number three. I've Rumble definitely heard some rappers drop Royal Rumble bars. Well, no, way too many times. Battle Royal, Royal Rumble, they've dropped it many times. I'm I dead ass. I've seen that way too often. Where I don't really see anyone really like you know. Uh, references sometimes like that. In reality, uh, I love Summerslam with all my heart and soul. It's a big, massive event. It but is. Summerslam is just. If Summerslam was in, uh, I don't know, bloody September or, or October, would it slam that much? Do you mm, see what I mean? It's like it's, it's it's a big event, but it's because it's in the in the peak of summer. We're like, yeah. okay, yeah, this is really exciting. This is this is like the massive thing, like almost not. For example, I know I'm going on a bit, but um, the Summerslam of 1992. Uh, that was like a WrestleMania. Cause yeah. it was out in Wembley, it was in England, and it was sunny for like the whole day. Great weather. So, oh, do you know what I mean? Also, Hawk was off his tits during that tag match as well. But <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but oh to be God. fair, I just imagine half the roster was. Yeah, I know. Like, everyone was. Everyone. <laughs> but, um, yeah, WWE, I feel like... I was saying this with my with my brothers who casually come off on and off of wrestling, and I said to them, "I don't know. It's this is one for two for AEW. If they go two for two with who they've potentially signed, I feel like if WWE don't step their game up as of right now, I don't think." And this is bold for me to say, I don't think they'll ever be the same again. Of course they'll stay in business. They're a billion-dollar company. There is no way they could ever go out of business. I was going to say, they probably got enough slush fund to keep themselves running sustainably for at least 20 years. Exactly. Yeah. And, so, and, 
fans are fans are I agree with that like wholeheartedly but fans are too fickle they'll still yeah. watch it yeah. still watch oh it. yeah no, no. people like, people will definitely and, watch it still. and by watching it they make the money like I don't think you understand Fans can put out like you need to understand Raw is absolute dog shit I don't care what else <laughs> it's absolute dog shit it's hello shit. yes we've been saying this since about like, uh, like, June last year yeah. <laughs> mate Mate, and this is from June last year. I listen. They've come to um since I've gone to the OT. I've gone to the OT since twenty seventeen, right? Mm-hmm. Twenty seventeen was when SmackDown Live, like the peak of SmackDown Live, was coming down. Still went there. Twenty eighteen, still went there. Twenty nineteen, still went to SmackDown. I can't be asked for Raw and Raw today. Damn. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to see Damian Priest versus The Miz? Um, best of thirteen series. Bro. <laughs> It's a, re- it's a real Whoa, heartbreaking one for me. Geez, it's a heartbreaker it's... because, like, Raw, Raw traditionally is my show. I'm, yeah. I'm the guy. Yeah. I like. Well, even the, thing, like... the thing is, though, is that Raw is the one that Vince cares about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like is the more damning statement that, that the show he cares about is the one where it's like. Because, like, we got to a point where we just stopped basically reviewing it. In the in the mm. in the week review because like most of the matches were just rehashes. Yeah, yeah. The raw after a pay after a pay per view ever since like October has just been all the pay per view matches redone, yeah. <laughs> but on yeah. on network. Yeah, yeah. And that's the yeah. sad thing about all of this is that we know when they hit it and when they when they hit it they hit it well like they knock it out of the park. Very well. Um, but it's so just. Man, they are in such a lull period that I don't, that for the very first time in my experience of watching wrestling has really had a detrimental effect on the product as a whole. Yeah. yeah. And don't and don't forget, right, we're looking at this as well, but we we have to consider as well the changes to NXT. So mm. just yesterday it was announced that NXT was moving from full sale. Yeah, which is like oh. Good, good, good for you. Are okay. you going to try and recover from that? We'll see. Because full sale yeah. is such an integral part of NXT and has been since they replayed so, FC. At, le- at least, at least right now, the only defined solid venue that they have in place is the Performance Center, which is right by full sale. <laughs> yeah, which is basically next to full sale. Um, yeah. So. You know that's that's going to affect it. I don't know if they're going to decide to invest in a in a different area or a different arena, but you could tell they're definitely going for a different feel. Or it might just be like um, the the precursor to NXT WWE CW, which just used to tour with SmackDown. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And then and then they see. did that with Two Hundred Five Live when Two Hundred Five Live was still like vaguely cared What's about. That? <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot you don't recognize that. It's a show about flippy people. <laughs> oh, oh, oh um, it's, the flippy, um, it's the flippy show. It's the flippy but, show. Um, wait, does, wait, does it have Finn Balor in it? Or no? No. Oh, great. Oh, thank God. Oh, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. Carry on. No, um, Carry on. But yeah, 205 we used to tape with SmackDown, mm. which is why even though 205 Live is recorded at full sale, it airs after SmackDown. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So you know, it, it's it's a it's a whole bunch of confusing stuff. But um, you know, it, it's it's kind of like what uh, we said before about WWE and their thing of you know chasing profits over over product quality. Uh, capitalism strikes again. Oh, capitalism um, is, is, is undefeated. It is undefeated, <laughs> really. 
Oh, Undertaker streaking your heart out. I, well, I want to see capitalism. I want to see capitalism face vacant. Um, <laughs> now that's a match. Uh, that's Brendan. Brendan, I knew there was a reason we got you on the show. That's a, that's a match right there. Um, but yeah, so you have all of that. Um, obviously, we spoke about the line that CM Punk dropped, where he's like, "I'm going to return to pro wrestling, and I'm doing it here." And WWE, the the Nick Khan uh, interview that he did, where he was like. No, we don't call ourselves a wrestling company internally. Um, in the corporate side, you know, we call ourselves an entertainment company. And as, as I said before, man, if you were watching Raw for the entertainment, I do not have words for you. <laughs> at all, because man. At all. if that is if that is like a light and light evening entertainment, then God, Channel Five would give them a run for their money. <laughs> Oh, and Channel right. Five has Channel Five has the most desolate content you've ever seen in your life. Like, Channel oh, Five, is, <laughs> like I got, I wish, I got our American listeners. I wish I could explain Channel Five to you. I really do. It's just, it's just absolute garbage, mate. Like, for our American listeners, think of just a think of a public broadcast TV channel that just has all the shows other networks won't take yeah and that yeah that's channel yeah. five. Oh, yeah. channel five i forgot that was even the mate but honestly then, that's... the only good thing channel five ever had was wcw for a little while and that was it <laughs> yeah but didn't it, have it in, like, what? didn't it have it in like 99 2000 though? yeah exactly yeah <laughs> when wcw is at its absolute worst worst <laughs> God. exactly um, <laughs> but no like obviously the thing for this this is huge for AEW, this is the kind of thing that you know all the. I mean, I'm I'm gonna draw kind of party lines on this, but mm. this at least this is the way I've seen it framed. You know, it's been lots of kind of WWE fans or more casual fans who originated from watching WWE being like, oh, when they get a big name, when they get a Punk or they get a Brian or they get a whoever, that's when I'll watch. Mm. And then that moment has kind of passed. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now it's a real put up or shut up kind of moment. Yeah, now it now it's like now it's like a hey, you said you wanted this, we've got it, they haven't. This is what we could do for you. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I know, I know for a fact that thanks to it being easy for us in the UK, that I've, I'm definitely going to start watching AEW more extensively, mm. just because like I, just because I, I'm slowly gaining the time to do so. Well, yeah, because obviously, obviously the the UK Dynamite TV slot is a bit awkward because it's, it's on, one day, after Dynamite airs in the US. <laughs> and it's in the evening. <laughs> yeah. So it is a little bit awkward, but I mean, like, I have my AEW Plus subscription for Fight, which is yeah. like, what, 450 a month? <laughs> it's not yeah. so bad, all things considered. It's not, it's not, it's not that bad. It's certainly cheaper than most of the other subscriptions on Fight. <laughs> at least and you, you can watch it, it, and you can watch it live if you want to. Unfortunately, I'm not awake at 3 a.m. At least you get nope. to hear the sweet dulcet tones of JR getting confused that he has to still commentate <laughs> when, when, the, when there's no commercials on Fight TV. <laughs> oh, it's always just that thing of it's like we're going to pick we're going it's just Excalibur overemphasizing the fact that they're going to picture in picture. <laughs> By God, here we are with bitch ass Excalibur and I hate Chuck Taylor. Uh <laughs> 
I fucking Excalibur and Taz are just the best, so I don't even care. <laughs> no, um, I really feel like Taz gets missed in the great commentator. He does. He does. I, I, you know, because I wasn't a real like, I wasn't a, like a hardcore SmackDown guy back in the day. Though I loved it, just as anyone. Yeah, if else. you want, a, if you want a SmackDown or TNA mark, yeah, then you probably yeah. missed it. Yeah, no. Nah. I just, I just, I just never gotten there. But he's, but he's damn good at his job. He is damn good at his job. Dark. He'd be is... great at cuddles, wouldn't he? Yeah, oh, he'd... Oh, yes. he'd be... oh, he'd be amazing, darling. He'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, but seriously though, like Dark is just so good when it's just Taz and Excalibur riffing and trying to make the other <laughs> laugh the whole show. But uh, no, great stuff. If anything, though, like. Another thing, the final thing I kind of want to, final thought for me, is that this whole kind of trying to draw the battle lines for this stuff, I think it's a bit frivolous now in this day and age. Oh, it, I mean, it, I mean, it is. It, it's so stupid. People invented a war that didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to refrain yeah. from the comment that I would make otherwise. <laughs> but wrestling is wrestling, and right now we're seeing wrestling hit a peak, and it's great to see Yeah. I said that you know, before Rampage, there was more buzz and excitement on social media than I'd ever seen for wrestling since probably Kofi Mania. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like, the, and like the oh. thing I said as well is that like wrestling is becoming, you know, with the growth of with what AEW have done, the growth of the independents, wrestling really is alive more than ever. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. We, you know, we do. It does really seem to be a renaissance coming, which is great to see. It's just. It's. It's like. It's weird to know that. Like to say this, but it's kind of like WWE needs to get shit together. And then the renaissance is on. Like that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's all it is. Uh, I mean, I think right now WWE's plan is. I mean. <laughs> Guess hope. I guess that they hope Reigns and Cena works, and then just wait for Becky Lynch. <laughs> George, That's or, about or, it. Or, 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 from what I've seen of the memes, uh, Fitz Amanda's currently calling Brock Lesnar, begging, begging him to come back, and is gonna get Jeff Hardy to swanton bomb off the sun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really epic. Really epic. Jeff Hardy swantons through the atmosphere itself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. Like, I just picture honestly, Vince turning up at this like log cabin just in the arse end of Wyoming, where Brock Lesnar's just there, just like drinking a beer and just like doing some butchering, and Vince is just like, "You want one more ride?" <laughs> considering like the beer that we've seen him i'm just imagining him from like ps4 god of war kratos yeah it's literally literally just him being like all right i'm done with this shit but i mean i guess i have to come back again (laughs) failing that he's he's taking a charter jet to hollywood and is begging Dwayne. He's on his knees kissing Dwayne's feet going, please come Wait, back for us. Wait, I know, I, know, I, know I, said, I know I said come back in March, but please can come, can come tomorrow. Please, <laughs> I will pay everything. But I gotta move it. I don't care. I'll pay for the meeting. Please come. <laughs> it could be worse, guys. Brock, Le- Brock Lesnar is the next <laughs> Brock Lesnar is the next member of Vin Diesel's family in Fast and Furious <laughs> 10. 
He just evo- it's just he just evo- like the rock just evolves into Brock Lesnar. <laughs> just think of it though, gents. Oh, is it, it, Vince's uh you know his fire emergency exit alarm but break glass in case of emergency. Hi Shane, it's Dad. <laughs> Can you please come back? I've exhausted every option. Even Mark won't Mark. take my calls. <laughs> Mark, we need you. <laughs> WrestleMania. Oh, 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 fits. Oh, oh, oh. That's awesome. My, 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 my hips are lying to me. Please, I can't. I can't. Please. Oh. WrestleMania, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. So it's safe to say... Uh, this Wrestling's pretty good. fucking good, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty good, <laughs> isn't it? And it's good shit. It is good shit. <laughs> <laughs> but so apart from that, Dan, is there anything else you want to talk about in the news, or is that pretty much? It? No, I think I think that's pretty that's pretty much the news. Um, if you want a slight separation from news of recommendation corner, uh, Masato Tanaka versus Takashi Sugura for the GHC National Championship. Um, that was nuts. That if you want to see two guys that have like a combined age of like 96 just beat the hell out of each other um it's pretty damn good and you can watch it on um, uh ddt uh, wrestle universe uh, on a scale of one to ten how big and sweaty is the match uh it gets like um it gets like a it gets like a uh strong six light seven watch it i'll watch it <laughs> masato tanaka is not that big but he does sweat am i bigger than him you're bigger than Masato Tanaka. But... Damn it, man. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. How many flippy stuff did they do? Basically none. Oh, I'm watching it. Yes. <laughs> Masato, Tana- Masato Tanaka and Takashi Sugiura's prerogative is basically what You're if... Wrestling. What if... Well, Takashi Sugiura used to be a mixed martial arts fighter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Masato Tanaka's thing is, all right. But how hard can I elbow you in the face before your oh, before your cheekbone oh, breaks? Oh yes, pure <laughs> Japanese wrestling. Yes, yes. Thank you, wrestling. That's what that is. Wrestling. Not wrestling. Gymnastic. Not Simone Biles. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you? I, I'm sorry, Brent. Are you degrading the beauty that is? Our flippy shit. Listen, listen, listen. I like. Are we gonna have to? We have to clarify for the. We have to clarify for the record. Rey Mysterio gets a pass. Yes, Rey Mysterio (laughs) gets a pass. Um, uh, who else gets a pass? Um, Jeff Hardy, of course, gets a pass. Matt Hardy, before he became bulky, gets a pass. (laughs) Basically. The whole cruiserweight division of WCW gets a pass. Yes, that's it. (laughs) <laughs> and Finn Balor, and Finn Balor, Finn Balor does, and John Morrison. That's it. I don't want to see anyone else do any shit. I'm tired of it. Okay, no, no, those no. are the guys they have in niche. All right, before I, I like, before before before, before Reardon comes to blows. Um, <laughs> yeah, this this is I might this might be the first time I fight a guest on this show. All right, <laughs> Reardon, I Reardon, I would not recommend it. I don't care. I don't care. Listen, listen. Brendan is a, Brendan is a, is a certified unit. Um, All caps, spaces between the letters. I'm about to, I'm about to cut him down. Move on. You want me to show? Move on with the show. You want to come to me? 
<laughs> I would say this, though, with this all is the this, da- this is the danger of having enough people from South London on one show, isn't that's it? That's it. Yeah, that's that. That's the one. <laughs> I will say um, though, uh, Dad, I feel like you should show uh, you should show Brendan uh, Kawada versus Masawa from '94 because I think he'd love ooh. that match. <laughs> Can't lie to you. Listen, guys, I love to I love to shit on uh, flippy guys for for whatever agenda I have. But I can't. I think there was one match. There's a couple of no, not even one. There was a couple of matches that I was watching. I think it was Will Osprey. Is it? Is it Osprey? No, oh, hello, Billy. Yeah, Billy. Yeah, and 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 uh, he was doing some flippy shit. I was like, oh shit, yeah, he got a kick. <laughs> and I was like, yo, what? Because obviously it's like it's really. I love it. Like I love the sort of you know um, athleticism of it and how like crazy it is. But I was used to see Batista. Big Daddy V, Kane, Undertaker, <laughs> Randy Orton. Okay? It is Big well it is ben. well established how much we like Batista here. Yes. Oh we, I love Batista. We fucking love Batista. Too much. I no, too but much. it's like it's like one of one of my one of my before we before we do move on, and we will move on. Uh, one of my one of my absolute favorite spots that anyone out there does right now is Pentagon Jr. And whenever people go for handsprings, he just fucking drop kicks them mid handspring. It's the yeah, best. I love, it. I love that. It's I so love good. That. Um, I love that. But let's let's move on. I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be that podcaster guy. It's our exclusive. <laughs> Air quotes and exclamation marks and whatever than that. <laughs> because I think an interesting part about a part about all of this. Is that I mean, obviously for you, Brent, for you, Brendan, you've done uh, other interviews and stuff like uh, obviously Sports mm-hmm. Keda, um, and a couple other shows, um, wrestling news and all that stuff. Yeah, all of that. But I think the funny bit is, and we're going to establish this for the record because <laughs> I can tell you about a fun experience I had. <laughs> uh, that obviously when everything blew up, uh, I put out a tweet that was like, "It's really funny seeing one of your friends become like really, really popular, and seeing like other people that you know through stuff that you do, like posting that picture of you." <laughs> oh yeah. And this this one's fun for you. Uh, a guy in uh, a group I'm on on Twitter was like, "Oh, are you clout chasing?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I mean, I've known the guy for I think what six six years now." Yeah. Six, seven years. I mean, <laughs> all for that chasing clout, uh, eh, Dad? <laughs> yeah, man. I literally, on my iPhone, I literally have, you know, the the, the people uh, part of the photos where it scans the faces. I literally have an album of Dan on my phone. So if Dan wants to show all his friends, he can, because it's me. Yeah. Because <laughs> the funny thing I, I said about this, is we said it when talking between ourselves, is that... Between our friend group, this joke has been going since what, like 2016? Mate, it's been going on. It's been going on for me for since 2008. It's gone on for so many years. <laughs> and like the funny years. thing is, like we obviously that you've posted before to all of us, and you posted on like your Twitter accounts and stuff before. Yeah. yeah about yeah, how yeah. much you do look alike, and it's yeah. funny that it's like this one moment that gets it. Just one normal photo and people are like oh it's because you finally showed your muscles in the photo i'm like dude i'm just <laughs> putting my hand on the table yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's like jesus christ honestly the amount yeah. of proposals that you got as well from that tweet brendan there's a from faye jackson as well of all people as well yeah <laughs> like, yes Yo, yeah, what was that? I was just like, huh? I was like, yo, um, shit. 
is is why, this... why now? Why now? Why me? Is why this now? Brendan to why Creep now? Squad confirmed though? Yeah. Oh, are you are you are you creep or are you wholesome? <sighs> no, I I I am wholesome. I'm He's wholesome gang, guys. He's wholesome gang. Also, another thing I have to ask, Brendan, as as GCW contacted you and has Nick Gage asked to have a death match with you after this? Not yet, not yet, no. But there's still more to come. There's still more to come. I, I can tell you that for sure. There's still a lot more to come. It's okay. I, I told I told Brendan the, the the key piece of advice, which is uh, if NXT UK contact you, uh, say no. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say no. Hundred percent say no. So, recommendation called. I've got a couple, but the first one is, Brendan, if you'd like to introduce yourself to the people that are uninitiated, what you do and how you became <laughs> famous, fire away, sir. Okay, so, guys, I'm I'm literally just a bodybuilder, personal trainer. I'm a guy who lives a normal life, who loves to train people, who loves to come home and relax and chill, play FIFA, um, talk about how much he hates his team, which is Chelsea, um, and how much football, how bad football is. Um, posted a normal photo of myself on a day out, but I was like, hey, I look good in this photo, and I don't want the internet to know all my friends, so I'm going to crop them all out for their protection. <laughs> and now I was like, oh my God, this guy looks like the Black John Cena. Oh, I've heard that before. Oh my God, everyone's saying it. Everyone's <laughs> saying it. The whole world saying it. Okay, I can't escape anymore. Fine, whatever. Oh, John Cena posted you on this page. You're his most liked photo now. Oh, oh, okay, cool. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. That's, 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 that's uh, uh, pretty wild. Um, Still feels like I'm in a dream. Oh, I'm fair on the Instagram. Oh, I'm literally a public figure. Oh, okay. That's, 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 uh, that's a bit of a jump. That's a bit of a jump from someone who was just literally on, like, 900 followers, like, the other, the other week. And now I'm on, like, 10.3K followers. It's kind of like... What happened there? <laughs> what, 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 I mean, Gen genuinely, I mean, how how does it feel for you? I mean, it's 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 great because I mean, it's nice. I mean, I get a lot of messages and a lot of you know unsolicited. Unsolic oh, I was gonna say, there's probably a lot of cursed messages because even a we've, lot had of cursed cursed, we've had cursed I, messages and we have like 1.5k followers. <laughs> I saw someone say, I I made a tweet saying use for your meme purposes of me doing the John Cena uh, five knuckle shuffle thing right you can't see me thing right cool someone said that's not the that's not the M I'm gonna use this for I said yikes okay cool that's wild I'm gonna repeat that again I'm gonna use it for me um, use it for your meme purposes was, was the caption and then someone said that's not the M I'm gonna be using this for and I said I was like wait what does that mean and I was like oh, oh some shit. some people are just too comfortable oh, online <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, some girls that some girls, some girls, no, loads of girls have been sending me unsolicited nudes because why not? I'm just kind of like, I mean, ma'am, you've got nice, nice bajungas, but I, I didn't ask. I didn't ask. Oh, okay, I didn't ask for it. I didn't ask for it. Like they're nice. Like. Woo! Well, well done. <laughs> Congratulations! Congratulations! You got well done. Did you grow them yourself? <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, so... Oh wow, that's great. But I didn't fucking ask. And, and then uh, you know when? When what? When did I fucking ask for your for the photo? Do you know what I mean, mate? But so um, basically, crazy, you've experienced one percent of John Cena's fame. <laughs> yeah, and it's like. My face is everywhere, and the thing is, it's like it's not something that will die down because obviously the whole Black John Cena thing will die down, but it's an eternal meme. Yeah, it's an eternal meme. That's 
everywhere for life now but well yeah that's the thing is that there's all these pictures of you and these articles and stuff that will just stay up i have things of pop culture of things asking for my age for my uh who i what i do uh my height my my uh what is it my sexuality i'm just thinking I didn't. I didn't. I didn't consent to all of this shit. But all right, what? <laughs> whatever. Cool. You can do whatever you want. It's like so. And it's like now I've got. You know, I've become fair on Instagram. I'm literally at a point where I'm like, okay, I'm famous now. And then I was like, I'm not famous. I'm just a normal guy. Who, you know, he, he's got. He went viral. And then no, on the sports Gita interview, they're like, oh, you've got a fan base in India. I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> 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 I'm like, what? I mean. I mean, it must be really surreal for that and like other interviews so that i've seen so you do where people are it's like so oh surreal. man you've got like fans in the u.s that, like want you to come over here yeah people are begging me to come over to the u.s i'm like okay cool i'm definitely going to come over in the gym in nottingham in nottingham where i live in nottingham just a normal small city well i'm currently I, i'm not from there i'm residing there i'm back in london soon don't worry anyway i'm in gang, nottingham gang. having a, day, a, night, a nice day out yeah, i know you you're brenda cabina aren't you I'm, oh, no. oh, <laughs> right this is this is the thing right people have asked me for and they're like oh but like you know aren't you excited about the prospect of like becoming known or being famous for like you know whatever you do i'm like Nah, not really. I just want to go to the shop and be not be disturbed. <laughs> on, on God, bro, mate. I, 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 I just want to go to the shop. Like, no one knows me. No one says this. No one says that. Uh, I'm sick of people looking at me, thinking, is that that guy? But not really coming to me. Coming just like, oh. like, like, hurry up and just say hi. Just, just, just say it. Like, hurry up. <laughs> hurry up. I'm tired. Like, at the same time, it's like, yeah, you can't see me great, but you can see me and you're wondering if it is me or not and blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like, Jesus Christ. Uh, but, I mean, it's really good because now that I'm um, well-known and now that I'm, you know, essentially famous, I can actually go out there and hopefully promote my business a bit more. And not even just my business. I don't really care about it. The business is, like, secondary. I just want to promote myself more. Now that I'm known out there as that guy, people can know me as that sort of bodybuilder and I can get more brand deals and so on and so forth. So I'm only hoping for the best. So it's actually done done good for me because it's a great photo so if it was a bad photo i'd be really angry it was a good photo it's a good yeah photo. Good. Oh, you look good you look good enough. i appreciate it i appreciate it, I appreciate it. so not I mean, only like free promotion for you but i heard it was also free promotion for gak audio as well <laughs> oh they did they, they brighton like, guitars and keys baby yeah literally literally mate uh, that's why we've got them a lot of people coming up to them now so good for them mate good for them they they uh you know, I have no idea who they are, but they deserve it, I guess, you know. <laughs> so, exactly. uh, more power to them. More power Alrighty. to them. But... Uh, oh, yeah. Also, another yeah. recommendation as well. Uh, if anyone's not seen it, if anyone here, uh, go watch um, that new show, Heels. I watched the first episode this morning, and it's a really good show. Like, yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, with, of course, you know, the upset of the cancellation of Glow, it's nice to have another TV show about pro wrestling there. And, and Stephen Amell absolutely knocks it out of the park in that first episode. So we, no. we, said, we said it before, like, genu- genuinely, Stephen Amell could have a strong career as an independent wrestler. Very strong. <laughs> absolutely Very strong. Good. But also, um, thank you for reminding me of, of, of Glow there, Sam, so I can remember that the blood feud is still on. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Still on. 
forever. <laughs> I will never forgive Netflix for cancelling Glow. <laughs> Blood feud. Blood feud. But no, I'm quite excited because of course, but also because of course as well, CM Punk is in that show as well, and he actually yeah. turns out a quite a good performance as well. So uh, from what I've heard, so no, highly recommended. If you can find it, go watch the first episode of Heels. Uh, it should be available to people that have Virgin Media, or you'll be i'm not going to say to uh illegally torrent it but you you could find it somewhere <laughs> i've already said multiple times on this show in the past about dubiously legal practices of watching uh ccw and roh before so exactly. <laughs> all right but with that it is time to get on to our main portion of this episode the jinder mahal <sighs> retrospective oh now, as I said before, I was uh, before uh, we pressed record on this. There was a lot of research I went through this, and what I've come to find is that Jinder has had such an interesting career of ups and downs. And I'm really curious and interested to let you guys know, and also ask some questions along the way. So, as usual with these retrospectives, I am going to go through the whole timeline in history of uh, the wrestler in question. So let us start in the early days. Born in 1986 in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, Yuvraj Deshi grew up in a wrestling family with his uncle, Gama Singh, being a noted villain in Stampede Wrestling was uh, was Singh. So already, yeah, yeah. growing up in a big wrestling family as is in the in Canada. I mean, there's a lot of great names that have come through Stampede. Oh, heck mm -hmm. yes, there oh, has yeah. He began training around 2002 at the Martial Arts Fitness Center in Calgary by one Rick Bogner, who you may know best as fake Razor Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a good start. Oh, we are off to a good to, start. Uh, oh wrestling. Fake Razor sorry. Ramon, everyone. <laughs> we are. Look, God, I love wrestling so much. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> it's just such a, like, an interesting footnote of like being trained by fake Razor Ramon. <laughs> Really I mean, they have always said that the best trainers in wrestling are the jobbers. Mm. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. I wonder yeah, what ever happened true. to fake Diesel. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, uh, so he would debut in 2004 at the revived Stampede Wrestling as Tiger Raj Singh, teaming with his cousin, Gama Singh Jr., in a match against Harry Smith and TJ Wilson. That was his debut. Oh, match. that's the. Um... David Hart Smith and um, Tyson uh, Kidd. Kid, that's it, his it, name. It, 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 yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I didn't want to say he looked like a bloody idea. So yeah, quite a debut match to have. It's two. I have... <clears throat> it, it is interesting though. They went on the, they went so on the nose with the Tiger Singh route. Because I feel yes. like there's a lot of wrestlers that have had that name. Oh, Tiger Ali oh, yeah. Singh, of course, is the most famous that comes to Yeah. Mind. Every kind of... I feel like every sort of, like, Indian wrestler, anyone who's had sort of an Indian... Because I was going to say, I feel like even with Tiger Ali Singh, I feel like there's been at least four of them. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I imagine you type that into cage match. Across, like, across like, across, like, various generations and various promotions. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I imagine type that into cage match. Anyone come yeah. up how many results that comes up with. Uh, he would continue his team with his team, with his cousin in the early days with Gama in Stampede and in Prairie Wrestling Alliance, picking up various tag team championships along the way. They would go through various team names, the most famous two being the new Karachi Vice. 
And my personal <laughs> favourite, Seek and Destroy. Yes, that is Seek. Oh, spelled right. like a, now uh, that, now yes. that bangs. Yes. That bangs. Everything I don't even care. That. Everything about that is amazing. <laughs> so on the nose. Just Fucking like that's so Seek perfect. and Destroy. I even care. Someone's got, someone's got to be using that now, surely. Yeah, surely someone. That can't be just left. On the left in the in the cupboard. Nah, someone pick that up. Someone pick that up, please. Oh, a fun fact: during his time around this time, in another promotion, uh, GWN, him and Gama Singh Jr. would have a feud with noted Canadian wrestler Hannibal and Samoa freaking Joe. <laughs> of course. So this would have been what? So you said two thousand four? Yeah, this would be around 2007-2008. Okay, so Joe was in TNA then. Yeah. And a good couple years into TNA. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Back when the time ah. they actually let other guys, let their guys go to other promotions. <laughs> they knew they had to, to try and survive. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also they all had obligations elsewhere anyway. Exactly, um, exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. That is like oh seven oh eight. Yeah, very, yeah. very. I mean, crazy because that's that's peak Samoa Joe. Like that is peak yeah, Samoa yeah, Joe. That's when, yeah, that was when he was going. That's what. That's that's before. <laughs> that's before they gave him the tribal tattoo on his face. <laughs> <laughs> so Jinder's time in PWA would see him pick up the PWA Heavyweight Championship in a two thousand and eight. Uh, 2009 rivalry with his former partner uh, they had a very heated rivalry in PWA which saw some uh, matches back and forth matches for the title but it was this title run that would see him garner interest from the WWE and they invited him for a tryout at Florida Championship Wrestling so FC this where, Dub so this is where I have my first question to you lot from what I've told you already what do you think of Jinder's origins and early start in wrestling and I'll start with, well, as are always with these things, I'll start with our guest. Brendan, what do you think of Jinder's start in his wrestling career? I think as a king that he is and as the great wrestler that he is, he had a very humble beginning. And, um, you know, for the way for him to, you know, bring himself up like that, to, um, you know, get his name out there, go into Stamp- Stampy Wrestling, you know, get more experience, you know, I mean, Getting your debuts with like guys like you know Tyson Kidd and what's not and some and finding some Joe a few years later, yeah, I mean it's pretty pretty deep in there, you know. Mm. So he's really got the experience, and that's um, I believe that's very important for any sort of wrestler. If myself, um, if one day I am to go into pro wrestling, I would obviously not to say I'm better than anyone, but if they gave me some like big guy to to you know big star to uh be in a ring with. I would feel so comfortable with it. Yeah. I would feel great. I would feel really excited. I'd want to actually prove why I should, I deserve to be in the ring with someone of such a high caliber. So it's obviously like, it's probably good that he, you know, was, was to do that himself and to go and bring himself out there. Cause that is, that is really big. Especially in a a wrestling hotbed in Canada, that Canada is as well. It's it's an impressive thing as well. Really is, uh, like really, really, really is. Uh, Raiden, what's that? Okay, oh, so oh, it's me. Sorry, I was it's me. Raiden, but... me. <laughs> it's, it is I. <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay, this is the part where I, I'm going to be the proper heel this episode. <laughs> because I, I'm going to be honest. When when Dan said that the episode we're going to be doing is on Jinder Mahal, I had one question in my head. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like, like, this will be the most I have ever thought of Jinder Mahal. My uh-huh. Well, you better start thinking then. <laughs> I could feel <laughs> Brendan's eyes directly on me, just like that. Th- those coals, mm-hmm, like he's about to break me. Look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brendan. But this is interesting. This is fascinating. Yeah. And I, I assume there will be some very interesting stories on ahead. So, mm. oh yeah. Because look, right, let, let me let me ascertain this little bit of information for the record, and Brendan can back me up on this. There's a good number of people out of our friends that watch wrestling that are big fans of Jinder. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm literally, a lot of them are. And, and uh, I don't count myself as one of them. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't count myself as one of them, as I said okay. before, and as the repeated hatred I get from uh, one of our friends when I call him Jinder Midhal. Oh, see, it's not oh. funny. It's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny because I've repeated that same joke about 30 times. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, but I, I do I do genuinely find it quite interesting um, about him starting as a tag wrestler and then basically his first major feud being to feud with his former tag partner. Yeah. Because um, that's not really a thing that I would think that you would do for someone as like their first big major storyline. Um, mm. And obviously it shows the faith that they had in him as a, as a wrestler to put him in there with Samoa Joe. Um, yeah. who at the time was working on basically every cylinder he had and then extra in his back pocket. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I think it is a testament to one thing I can say about Jinder Mahal, which is that he is genuinely a very solid worker. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Like, he, he, can, he can go yes. when mm-hmm. he needs to, and he can be a solid platform for basically anyone. Absolutely, yeah. which I'll get into later because there are a couple of matches of Jinder's that I really <laughs> actually do like, uh, but we will get to those in due course. So let's get to the next chapter, his first WWE run. Now, uh, Jinder's gone on record stating that during his tryout, the higher-ups in WWE really liked his Punjabi gimmick and promo style because, you know, this is his quote. He came out wearing a turban and had his full outfit on and that they like guys who speak different languages and have different looks. Yes. Yes. The thing about that is, is that literally everything about that sounds so accurate for WWE. (laughs) It really does. does. However, I will be on record on stating, and I believe this, honest to God, turbans are S-tier headwear. I love a good turban, man. Oh, yeah. oh, unbelievable. I feel that you, with those, like, with that quote, you could just, if, like, hear John Laurinaitis's voice. Can't... Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's big. Yeah. He's, he's big. He's foreign. He's big. I like him. Let's sign him. <laughs> People bow. That's, that's it. That's it. But, uh, yeah, he would put... Uh, put ink to paper on his developmental contract in February 2010. Uh, 
His first FCW match was a two-on-one handicap match, teaming with Reese Ali, also known as Reese Youngblood, in a losing effort against Caval, who we all know <laughs> as Low-Key. <laughs> because, of course, that, that great guy... <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, less about Loki the better. Uh, his only yeah. noted rivalries that he had at FCW were against Richie Steamboat um, and the tag team of Wes Briscoe and Z- Xavier oh. Woods. <laughs> yes. Okay. There was once mm-hmm. in FCW there was a tag team that consisted of Wes Briscoe and Xavier Woods. That's now random. That is random. But I'm just thinking about something time contextually. Would they not have both come from TNA? Yes, they. Oh no, uh, Xavier would have, but Wes Briscoe was, I think, was let go in 2011 and only came to TNA in 2013 with Aces and Eights. Okay. All right. All right. I was thinking, I couldn't remember if he was there before, but I do remember him being in Aces and Eights, and I, I want to forget. Yes. Also, massive shout-out to Richie Steamboat, a great yeah, wrestler dude. who was gone, who had to retire way too soon. Genuine shame. Way too soon. I mean, because, of course, you know, your dad's Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. You already have <laughs> yeah. that, that plaudits. But he genuinely backed it up as well, and it's such a shame that injuries forced him to retire it just sucks. Oh, yeah. So, Jinder would be called up to the main roster in 2011 on the house uh, show circuit, with his first three matches being two Intercontinental title number one contender uh, contenders battle royal matches, which Brian, mm-hmm. uh, which Daniel Bryan won both. <laughs> Basically, okay. it's the same match that they put twice in the house shows because, of course, that's the usual usual practice for WWE in their house show circuit. Okay. And uh, he won a singles match against Trent Beretta, who, of course, we all know now is yes. Trent in AEW with the best friends. Mm-hmm. He would make his first TV appearance on a, in a SmackDown taping backstage with the great Carly and Carly's <laughs> then manager, Rajin Singh, speaking in Punjabi <laughs> about how happy and excited he was to see Carly. Maybe great Carly? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Yes, great Carly. <laughs> Oh. Oh. oh man! So this, of oh. course, the next week he was unimpressed by Carly's actions and in-ring work, being egged on by his manager Singh, thus establishing himself as a heel. He would slap Carly in the face twice after a Carly kiss cab segment. Remember those? Maybe <laughs> oh, yeah. kiss cab. Unfortunately, I now remember those. <laughs> <laughs> he would eventually make his in-ring TV debut on a SmackDown match against Vladimir Kozlov. Okay, yes, go uh, on. And afterwards would then reveal that he was married to Carly's sister, making him his brother-in-law. He would force Carly <laughs> to team with him to go after the WWE tag team titles. If he didn't, he would divorce his... <laughs> he would have a divorce from his wife. Maybe Lovely. tag team? <laughs> This is going to be the rest of it, isn't it? Just about going Stop it now. (laughs) It's the one great Carly gag I've got. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So after two failed attempts against the uh, Air Boom, if you remember Evan Bourne and Kofi Kingston's tag team. I do remember that, yes. Good old cool tag team. 
Carly and Mahal would split and face one another in a match on a SmackDown taping in September 2011, marking Jinder's first main roster loss. Says something when you first... It's an interesting choice to lose to the great Carly in what, like 20... Would you say 2012? 2011. 2011. That's an odd one. (laughs) Although, to be fair, it does track with WWE's thing of bringing in a new star and then making them lose. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, am I shooting too hard? <laughs> from the hip just a little bit, Dan. <laughs> Is it the US champion's hip? <laughs> oh, God. Right, moving on. Uh, yeah. He would then compete at a 20-man battle royal to determine the number one contender for the World Heavyweight Championship, which... Funnily enough, Mark Henry won, but he but Mahal nice. would finish third, being eliminated by Randy Orton. He would then begin rivalries with Ted DiBiase Jr., Sheamus, and Orton, claiming that they were beneath him. He's like, oh, you you people are peasants. You're beneath me. I am the superior wrestler. Yes. But here's yeah. the thing: he would win Correct, against yeah. he would win against Ted DiBiase, and then proceed to lose quite a bit to Sheamus and Randy Orton. I mean, oh, to yeah. be fair, he was facing Ted DiBiase Jr. <laughs> that is very. I come from money, don't you know, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> oh God! See now, Ted DiBiase Jr. should have really leaned into it and just been like gone for like a Silicon Valley. He would have been. He would have gotten so much heat. If he if he made oh, yeah. his thing that he was like, I am Ted DiBiase Sr.'s son, that would have worked. But his entire thing was like, I'm not going to ride off my dad's legacy while I ride off my dad's legacy. With the million dollar title. And yeah. they gave him Virgil as well. Yeah. Oh, Just, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Wrestling in 2011. Wrestling 2011 was a, <laughs> was a year. So... Good, then very dark, yeah, but yeah, so, 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 let's go on. So, 2012, I get to some good stuff finally. 2012 would see FCW rebranded into NXT, and Jinder would actually begin to appear at full sale tapings for NXT, going on an absolute tear and getting victories over guys like Percy Watson and Derek Bateman, who we all now know as EC3. Oh, dude, shout out Percy Watson, by the way. Great commentator, <laughs> like a fantastic commentator alongside Nigel and Mauro Ronello. I wonder what that guy's doing now. I hope he's Moving still on. doing. I hope he's still doing uh, well in wrestling, or at yeah. least having co- have a commentary position somewhere. Uh, yeah. He would be part of the Gold Rush tournament to determine the first NXT champion, and would make it all the way to the final, ultimately being defeated by Seth Rollins in honestly one of Jinder's best matches. It's a really good match. And actually available for free on WWE's YouTube channel. So go seek it out because oh, it is a really huh. good match. Nice. So, Interesting. second question. What were your first impressions, if you can remember your first impressions of Jinder Mahal? Brendan. Loved him straight away. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm lying. I didn't like him straight away. <laughs> I didn't like him straight away. I... I... Jinder Mahal is just a funny guy to me. It's just like, yeah, cool, whatever. You know, like, he's got the capabilities, but he, they're not going to make him serious enough, so whatever. I really went through the whole disappointment of Curtis Axel and Jack Swagger, thinking that they're going to be like, you know, 
they're like sort of mid-carder guys. You've got the sort of main event mm. and you're going to be, well, not Curtis Axel, not so much, but you're going to think that they can become the proper main event and what's not. And it just didn't really work out. So Jinder Mahorse is kind of like, yeah, it's going to work out. Then same thing with Zack Ryder. Do you know what? WWE from 2010 to 2013 was very disappointing for me. Like, mm. in terms of like, so it's so it much disappointing for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, so much high hopes and so much like people got this was over and then got buried disgustingly. You just think, damn, that's rough. Yeah, you know, the year but, of burials, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. like goodness me. Zach Good. Ryder got over and then they made John Cena cut him. <laughs> like, yeah, and I put him on stage oh, in a wheelchair. I remember that, and he was a face still. <laughs> he, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, man, whatever, man. <laughs> God, John Cena's such a homelander. It's ridiculous. Oh, God, man. Even anyway. more than Cody? We'll yeah. get to that later. <laughs> we'll get to that later. See, even that... Oh, the, the whole... Back to Jinder. Back to Jinder. You don't want to hinder the Jinder. Yeah, don't want to hinder Jinder. Yes, right. Just go on. Jinder oh, Jinder was, was average for me but yes at that time when I first saw him but I, I liked him a lot I liked yeah. him a bit awesome awesome Reason, what were your first impressions of Jinder once again he was a big just a big ass guy just that's all I could tell yeah to be quite honest he had some something in him definitely mm. but I don't know I don't know he just never fully clicked for me and I, I feel bad to be quite honest mm. but he was just, especially I think during that time where maybe it was maybe it was just the timing maybe that was it yeah because it was like, again at that time it was such a low period especially with everything that we've mentioned mm. it just like I don't think like he fully got the momentum that he needed yeah yeah. Until, until certain things, which I'm sure we'll get to. <laughs> we will. Absolutely. Dan, what were your feelings and first impressions of Jinder Mahal? Uh, so I thought it was interesting of them to bring in... Because I believe what this was when he was when he was debuting, they brought him in as the Punjabi playboy. Yeah, because yeah. he was supposed to kind of be an extension of, of um, yeah. Carly's playboy character as well. So they were like... He's a he's like somehow related to the great Carly, and I can't lie, great Carly was not exactly the most interesting figure on SmackDown at that time. <laughs> it's it's weird the amount of weird stuff they got him to do. Yes. Oh God. Because I remember there was a there was a whole bunch of weird stuff, but like, I just thought it was interesting that there were, you know, it's a very natural route to bring someone in. Yeah. Um someone like Jinder it kind of makes sense it gives a tangible connection to someone that everyone in the everyone in the audience already knows on the roster um it was just kind of one of those things where it, I don't know if it didn't click or if it wasn't really resonating with people um it just didn't seem like they you know it, I didn't know if they were bringing him in as a mid-card guy if they were trying to aim towards the top you know, he gets into his first feud and then loses. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're kind of just there and you're just like, basically just a shaking WWE being like, should I care about this person or not? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
especially around that time. It was like, oh, yeah, there you go. Well, are you going to give us something? Anything? No, go on. Go on, Jindas. Cheer for it. Boo for him. You know, yeah, yeah. No, you've got to give us something tangible, guys. Otherwise, we won't yeah. be interested. Yeah, that was the thing. There was nothing really tangible for Jinder. I didn't, I didn't get it. I don't get what he yeah. wants. What, what am I meant to do here? I think yeah. it was until he started wrestling in NXT where it was like, all oh, right, something's clicking finally. And I feel like yeah, that because that... I, I have heard about his time in NXT. I haven't seen much of it. Mm. Um, I have seen that Seth Rollins match. Mm. Um, okay. And like I said, genuinely good worker. Yeah. Yeah. He Absolutely. can go. Absolutely. Um, I'm just thinking, do you have a, a kind of rough time frame of when when this would have been because i'm thinking would this have been christian randy orton or would this have been like the excessively cursed period afterwards this would have been the excessively cursed period afterwards so like september to december 2011 2011 2012 yeah okay yeah because then that was the time <laughs> hey do you remember when they put the title on the big show again <laughs> oh god don't remind me <laughs> but yeah like it, it, it was just it was just an odd time that they kind of yeah they kind of brought him in and were like okay you're here <laughs> oh That's it. speaking of odd we were gonna get to this part eventually and i've dedicated a whole little chapter to it so let us talk about free mb <laughs> oh, you mean crazy. you mean the most over gimmick of all time <laughs> yes what a gimmick, mate. Uh, so, on the September 21st, 2012 episode of SmackDown, Jinder and Drew McIntyre interfered in Heath Slater's match against the Funkasaurus, Brodus Clay. There you go, Reardon. There's your, there's your one pop. Yeah, there we go. There's my one pop. I am that guy. I am that guy. Afterwards, they began playing air guitar and thus became the Free Man Band. That was all it took. <laughs> From October, they would rack up wins against notable teams like Team Cobro, which was Santino Morella and Zack Ryder. Oh, God. <laughs> and the Usos, but they would all okay. win due to interference. <laughs> but these good fortunes wouldn't last long as the losses racked up very quickly. Losing first at the 2012 TLC pay-per-view against the almighty team of Alberto Del Rio, The Miz, and the Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> what a team. What a team. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> Can you please spot the difference, kids? <laughs> 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 I feel oh. like they cryogenically freeze Steve who? Lombardi until they need him for who, something. Who, who backstage was thinking of that? Vince. There's because, your, there's because like, right. Okay, you have Alberto Del Rio in the Miz, who weren't like crazy popular at the mm. time, but they were still pretty popular. Mm. Because Alberto Del Rio had kind of been, well, hovering and adjacent to the title scene. Yeah. The Miz is just the Miz. So he's kind of always 
you know, in between being over and people not really caring. Mm. Mm. So to to have him to have them with the Brooklyn Brawler versus Free MB really just said to they they just did not care about Free MB. Yes, pretty much. Like I get to the next part. The only things of note that they did in 2013, right? Were them attempting to attack Triple H, only for themselves to be attacked by the Shield. Yes. They were then attacked by Brock Lesnar after trying to call out the Shield the next week. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> they came and they they came runner up in the tag team turmoil match at the Night of Champions pre-show, losing <laughs> to tons of funk. Yeah. What Albert and. Brutus Clay. Clay. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. So, I think we're painting a picture as to why Jinder Mahal didn't, like, get me going. Oh, yeah. Because when you lay it all down there, and speaking as someone who loves Brutus Clay, come on, guys. Yeah. Like, that is uh, what we in the business call an oof. Yes. <laughs> Oh, so late 2013 would see Free uh, and B adopt like one-off gimmicks to kind of match their opponents. I remember one very notable one when they had, uh, Raw was in the UK and they came out as the Union Jacks wearing just like British flag uh, ring uh-huh. gear everywhere. Yeah. Should have gone Spice Girls. Really should have gone Spice Girls. Really should have gone Spice That was a layup and, and people would have popped. People would have popped for it. Uh-huh. Although the as, losses... as, as we as we've said many before many times before, uh, all you need to do to get over in the UK is give us something that we can chant, and yes. we'll be fine. Yes, yes, that is it. That is that is the that is the requirement. <laughs> You'd think this would get them over, but alas, their losses still were racking up. Oh yeah, big time. So Jinder's <laughs> last notable match was the Andre the Giant Battle Royal at WrestleMania 30. Uh, after forming an alliance with Hornswoggle to take on Las Matadores, if you remember that rivalry. Yes. <clears throat> Which Jinder... culminated in one of the best matches WWE has ever produced. Oh, Hornswoggle versus El Torito in a ladder match, yes. No. Oh. No. WLC. Oh, WLC. That's the one. <laughs> oh, my people, God. People think I'm laughing. Genuinely, right? That match is actually well done. El Torito actually did go, so yeah. I, I was like, I'm just saying, it, no, it genuinely is a well-done match, as stupid as I sound. <laughs> and you sound pretty damn stupid. Not yes, I know, that's me on the regular, <laughs> as many people can attest to. <laughs> so after, after that rivalry uh, crashed and burned, as everyone remembers, Jinder Mahal was released from his WWE contract on June the 12th, 2014. So... My next oh. question. Freeman Band. Discuss. <laughs> no, this is secretly a Freeman Band get, uh, episode, okay. Uh, I will start off I will start off the discussion. Okay. Ooh. The idea of using a band gimmick is good. Yes. Yes. I don't know. I don't necessarily know what the hell Jinder Mahal has to do with it specifically, but it's a good idea. 
I feel like... But it wasn't well executed. <laughs> I feel like, honestly, I feel like Free and B, the members, it's like the start of a punchline. An American, a Scotsman, and an Indian walk into a bar. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's got that energy. It, it, it just felt like Jinder Mahal was there just for diversity reasons. Just like, yeah, mate, you know what? <laughs> You know, you know, you know what gender like. You know, you got two, two like very, very, very vanilla white guys. Hey, do you want to join this band? Okay, cool. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> you get over, bro. You get over. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah, they will love you. They will love you. They will love you. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll say this: commitment to where commitment is for gender. Even though he was in like a like eighties glam metal, he still wore a turban and rocked it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. the power of gender. That is yeah. that is some power, no doubt, no doubt about it. One hundred percent. It's still strange though. You had three solid workers and one guy who, cause of course, of course, you know, was bigged up to be the chosen one, kind of thrusted into such a outlandish gimmick at that time. Would you say? Yeah, it's... I think it's just the weird thing of having people that you're like, yes. We see these people as our future. I, I don't know whether or not Heath Slater factored into that equation. <laughs> but, like, having Jinder, who was someone that they clearly had stock in, and Drew McIntyre, who was brought in as the chosen one by Vince himself, mm. to then put them in a gimmick <laughs> and just have them lose all the time. <laughs> Strange one. Fun fact. I think this is pretty much a very well-known fact. Drew McIntyre came up with the Claymore kick after a botched big boot in his tight, kind of like jean pleather tights that he wore. But because yeah. of that, he actually gave him himself a concussion from that move. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, no. Yeah, Wrestling. He said he gave himself Wrestling. a big boot, but they were so tight, his other leg lifted up in the air, clipped him, and then he landed on his head. Oh, mate. And now he just does that as his move. Yeah. Yes, yes, and of because... course, I will get to where we'll get to Drew McIntyre in due course at the end of this because we ain't done with him. Okay, so what did Jinder do during his release and eventual return to the company? I'm glad I asked, Sam. Thank you, Sam. No. <laughs> Jinder hit the Indies once more as Raj Singh, competing in his native Canada for All Star Wrestling, competing for ROW in their Summer of Champions tournament, and seemingly like every former WWE star went over and had an excursion in Puerto Rico for WWC. As you do. As one, it's as, just the way. As one, as like a who's who of former WWE guys always end up in Puerto Rico somehow. He also made excursions to Qatar, of all places, and even went to Japan to, complete, uh, to compete for Anoki Genome Federation. Now, I'd like to take the floor for a second here. Absolutely, oh, Dad. I want to take the floor for a second here. For anyone listening to this show, if you can track down or have access to footage of Jinder Mahal in IGF, please send it to us. Or please send us a consideration for how much you want to be paid for us to access it. Me and Dan have been searching high and low for any footage of of Raj. Uh, I want to try and find. I want to see this. Because this man went to IGF, which, for for those that don't know, uh, was basically a Japanese 
Shuto Purarisu promotion. So it's basically as close as you can get to actual just shoot fighting in professional wrestling. <laughs> so to paraphrase this as well, this will make you laugh, Brendan. They had sanctioned MMA fights on the same card. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's that's beautiful. This is a Nokia. That's, 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 that's awesome. In like that's awesome. There, there were there were two full on MMA matches on this same event card for Genome Thirty Four, where he had a thirteen minute match, which was the second longest match of the event. <laughs> oh great! I want to track this down and find this. So this yeah. is basically the open open call. This is an open call to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. Who doesn't want to see Jinder start shooting? Exactly. Oh, exactly. Shoot. In this tournament, funnily enough, if he'd won and progressed, he would have gone into the final to face Hideki Suzuki. <laughs> Which blows my mind. A noted one of the one of the greats in Japan who's currently now in NXT, being one of the head trainers and part of the Diamond Mine. But he would have gone on to face Hideki Suzuki. <laughs> Again, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> so I love the way wrestling ends up sometimes, man. It, it, it really it's, it's is. Odd as hell, man. It's just, it's just like finding out. Like I can't remember what it was, but I found out they were like, it was like Samoa Joe and some other well-known independent wrestler had their only match in like the UK in like two thousand and four. Hmm. I can't remember who it was, but they literally had a match for like some random promotion in Kent in like 2004, and there's like a tiny bit of footage of it. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll give you a, a nice, another little one. For so for a company in Mexico called Lucha Libre Elite, uh, Jinder Mahal was in a battle royal match with PJ Black, <laughs> DJ Z, Kushida, okay. Leo Rush. Sabu and Tamatonga. Go back. What was Sabu doing there? Collecting a paycheck. (laughs) Alright, no, you know what? (laughs) Fair enough. Sabu wanted to get paid because he felt like he hadn't paid enough by, I don't know, some person that was trying to book him for a convention or something. Nah, you know what? I can't even argue with that. That's true. Uh, and during this time, he would also compete in Great Carly's promotion at Continental Wrestling Entertainment in India. So, you know, on brand, go to, you yeah, know, that go, makes sense. Go to your brother in law's wrestling promotion, should be fine. <laughs> if my brother in law had a, had a wrestling promotion, I'd do it. <laughs> so, in a 2017 episode of Talk is Jericho, Mahal stated at this time that he hit rock bottom. And it was this time that he decided to go clean, cut alcohol out, and begin working out more and eating cleaner. This had tremendous results for him as he lost 20 pounds two months prior to re-signing with WWE. But he wouldn't get to, you know, the massive bulking behemoth he would be until a little after he re-signed for the company. Which brings us to Jinder Mahal, WWE Champion. Dude, you know where else that you could, uh, you know, looking to eat clean and get those gains? I think I know someone that could help me out with that, Brendan. Hey! Hmm. hey. There you go. Um, <laughs> yes, I believe uh, Jinder's, uh, you know, uh, come up was 
Okay, no, I don't believe it. Um, I mean, uh, he he ate well. The one thing I'll give Jinder, he ate well, he ate clean, he got his proteins right, he got his carbs right, and he got his fats right, and he trained very hard. I looked at his page in the training regime he went through. He trained hard. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Because I have similar vascularity to Jinder Mahal. Not as vascular, but I have similar vascularity. And I believe I had the same arms as, as him, but he's taller than me. Mm. By a good three to four inches. So he's a pretty, pretty guy. So, and I'm someone who doesn't take any performance enhancement drugs. So, <laughs> I believe he could be natural, but he may have cycled. And by cycled, I don't mean physically cycling. I mean, he may have gone through a, a procedure which may have, you know, involved in him taking a a, a little, a little sip of the juice. A little sip of the juice, maybe just, and that's about it, you know. <laughs> I, just a little bit, not too much, just maybe like five ten percent of it. But but he could get sued by someone, aren't we? We at the Sweet Chin oh, podcast uh, can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> that Jinder had cannot, taken a sip of the juice. This is purely opinion based. I but what is what is the fact though is Jinder Mahal ate very well and trained very hard. That's facts. Yes, yeah. facts right there. That's facts. Cool. He, he did he very, had one very of the, well. He had one of those Omega Fitness training plans, I hope. Oh, exactly. Hey. He, he came to Omega Muscles and then I changed him and then uh, now I look at him. Now I look at him. So, you know, yeah, he, he did very, very well for himself. Um, you know, he trained hard and he came back looking like, wow, you know? A wholly different wrestler for sure. Oh, oh, absolutely. So, yeah, let's get to the second run for sure. He's uh, re-signed with WWE on July 27th, 2016, and uh, returned to Raw on August the 1st, where he started a mini-feud with former stablemate Heath Slater. That culminated in a victory on Raw for a WWE contract. He would then adopt a a peace and tranquility gimmick before quickly... Oh, yeah. Quickly, by I add, forming an alliance with Rusev. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, you know, which was a good, I honestly thought was a really good alliance, but unfortunately just ended like on a damp squib after uh, Rusev suffered a legit shoulder injury. So kind of kiboshed all of the plans that they had for the pair of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he would then become runner up once more at the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at uh, WrestleMania 33, losing to Mojo Rawley with help from the Gronk. (laughs) What is is, uh, the Gronk, people? No, 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 I don't want to talk about this. (laughs) I'm not doing the Pokedex, I refuse. (laughs) On the Gronk. (laughs) I I mean, I can can do it if I'm coerced with some kind of reward for doing so. Yeah. Extra people go donate to Patreon, so Dad has to be forced to, to, to make a Pokedex on the. That will be yeah. a Patreon reward. It will be a. Yeah. It will be a seven-second video of me defining the Gronk. You know what? I'm done. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's our right. next goal, people. That's our next goal. You there want you that? To so get is. additional merch, uh, to get additional videos, you get the Gronk. Oh man! So. Oh, man. On the April 18, 27, uh, 2017 episode of SmackDown, Jinder won a six-pack challenge involving uh, Mojo Rawley. Yo, six-pack was there? Yes. <laughs> X-Pack, Sean Waltman, uh, the one, two, three kid, the like that. 
Uh, no, this involved Mojo Rawley, Dolph Ziggler, Rowan, Luke Harper, and Sami Zayn. And he would win this one to become number one contender for the WWE Championship with a little help, actually, from the Singh brothers. Now, because we've already mentioned the Gronk and Andre the Giant Battle Royal, can we imagine, please, the cursed reality of Mojo Rawley, um, WWE Champion? <laughs> Get That's, hype? Um, I, would have been very, I would have been very interested to see what that weird um that weird kind of shattered gimmick that he was going for and then never no went anyway. No wouldn't it be. No You know, you know no. Brandon. You would have no. like you could see it, you know, the shattered glass like bell and stuff like his name is Mojo Rawley. <laughs> That's what I that? mean. <laughs> Your but... name oh who's an EWE champion? Oh some guy called Mojo Rawley. Bro I'm not suicidal or anything, <laughs> uh, but I, I personally would 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 would, would ask Vince McMahon to just do the most. The, the, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what. I you take a very bad live, bump. I would not want to live if Mojo Rawley was a champion. And yes, it sounds hypocritical of me because yes, I love to live all. I yes, don't care. It's not logic. <laughs> this is not about logic. Okay. Mojo <laughs> Rawley is so fucking. Oh, stop. Mojo Rawley as a, as a performer, you've done great. I, prefer, I respect your work, but as a performer, I can't stand it. I can't <laughs> wait, stand wait, him. but no, it re- it just reminds me of those of those Ryback tweets where he's like, oh. "Who would want to see me return to wrestling?" Sixty five percent no. Why is everyone saying no? No, no, no. Say yes. <laughs> Who's like, what company would you want to see me in? Retire? Yeah. Jesus. Just brutal. Just yeah. so brutal, man. There we go. <laughs> Welcome to the internet. Oh, man. So the, the feud between Jinder and then champion Randy Orton would ramp up when he interfered in his championship defense against Bray Wyatt at Payback, stealing yeah. the WWE Championship. What? What a moment! I was so gassed. That was so gassed. Such but yeah, get out of here with your spooky bollocks. Jinder's coming through. <laughs> oh mate! Oh mate! So good. So good. So after giving the title back under orders from Shane McMahon on the May second episode of SmackDown. Uh, Jinder Mahal would rack up wins all the way leading to backlash. With interference by the Singh brothers, Jinder Mahal won the match to become the 50th WWE champion and the first champion of Indian descent. So yeah, what did you think of Jinder becoming WWE champion, Brendan? <laughs> I marked, I marked the fuck out. I lost my shit. I was like, yes, I think in the chat that I'm with with Dan right now, if I go back as far to 2017, I had the video of me literally losing my shit, of going crazy. I want to see that video after this. Oh, <laughs> I need to find we'll that. see if you like, can track yeah. it down. Oh, oh, mate, I went crazy. I was like, yes. Oh, I, listen, when they came to London, they came to London, I believe, just before uh, Backlash, right? Mm-hmm. I got to see Randy Orton get pinned live. <laughs> beautiful that was beautiful mate honestly that was top quality and now i got to see him be the we champion mate my 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 penis grew 
28. Whoa. Whoa. I know. I know. I know. My, my actual sexual organ oh, is 28 inches of pure excitement. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't handle it anymore. I, 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 I died and came back to life. Who is this guy you invited on my podcast? Yeah, this guy. In all fairness, I did say this before. (laughs) (laughs) That guy? Oh, man. What a moment. Mm. Uh, See, I was even going to start doing a story. No, you talk. You do the story. I just just jump in. I just jump in. You do the story. Oh, great. So it's an interest. It was an interesting one and a shock for me personally yeah. because it came out yeah. of like very relative, I would say relative obscurity because Jinder had only recently re-signed as well. And it looked at that time they before WrestleMania and before this they really weren't, but they were going back to what they had done previously with Jinder before he joined 3MB. So I think that's mm-hmm. what came was the bigger shock of it, is that, oh, God, wow, they're making him number one contender already. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the one actual, part of it was that actual, um, of it, yeah. people people kind of go through and say, like, oh, they did this whole, like, super accelerated jobber to champion thing, or he was pushed too quickly. Don't care, or, mate. Cry more. Cry more, G. Cry more, G, um, you know, and, and and whatever. But I'm like, to be fair though, you kind of, if you've got someone in mind for the title, you kind of just got to put them there. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, there's a time and a place for long-term storylines. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. No. Oh. Why? Um. What was it called? Kind of, oh no. We won't even get into that. We'll get in there later. <laughs> I was going to mention Nakamura. Okay. And by the way, I like Nakamura. <laughs> well, continue. Continue. Okay. What I'm going to say. You're gonna hate me for it. I'm gonna say, I'll, I'll get into reasons for why I believe that SummerSlam, whilst it, all, whilst it finished, was terrible. I supported it. Oh, anyway, continue, okay, please. joke. Oh, we continue. all right. Let us move on quickly then. So after a, a Punjabi celebration on the SmackDown, Orton invoked his rematch clause for Money in the Bank with Bob Orton, Sergeant Slaughter, and Ric Flair in his corner. <laughs> That's why not. Yo, was he just hitting randoms on 2K? Yes, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> he was hitting randoms for managers on 2K, definitely. <laughs> uh, Mahal successfully defended his title, and when a pissed-off Orton demanded another match, McMahon gra- uh, Shane McMahon granted it for Battleground on the condition that Jinder Mahal chose the stipulation. He decided to uh-huh. face Randy in a Punjabi prison match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a match. Psych, that was actually terrible. Oh, what a match, anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, now correct me if I'm wrong, but did the Punjabi prison not also reach uh, a place in our worst gimmick matches? Yes. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. My favourite thing about oh, yeah. a wrestling match is when I cannot see the wrestling match. <laughs> So, what I love about the build-up to this is that Mahal referred to the match's creator, the great Carly, as his personal hero. Yeah. Uh, what, you mean your a... brother-in-law? Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, as everyone knows, the ending to that match uh, would have Carly interfere, uh, and Jinder would retain uh, the WWE Championship in that match. I think I think Randy Orton was so scared and so petrified of the great Carly that when he slowly 
Simone walked down the ramp and he managed to just, just about shake the cage. Randy Orton just couldn't do anything about it. What, jump over Randy. No, he can't. He can't. Randy he Orton can't. had flashbacks to like 2006. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Randy Orton was, was petrified. He couldn't do anything about that. Exactly. People say, oh, well, oh, the great Carly was, he, he looked terrible. He was so slow. You don't know who the great Carly is, mate. <laughs> I, 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 I can't I, I, lie though, right? Because like you can meme on the great Carly, but also to be fair, he's like seven foot whatever, and I'm pretty sure if yeah. I saw him, I'd be like, I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> precisely, precisely, mate. He has a solid so, at least two foot, two foot of height on me. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally, mate. Oh man, so, I mean, yeah, oh, such a again, just yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wrestling. Wrestling. On the wrestling. on the August 15th episode of SmackDown, Baron Corbin would cash in on his Money oh, in the Bank case against Jinder, who had just that lost moment. against John Cena. So after Cena distracted Corbin, Mahal would quickly get the surprise roll-up for the win and the failed cash-in for Corbin. What a weird segment that was. <laughs> Man, that really hurt my heart, man. My chest was my chest was in pain, but whatever. Because I, I really liked Corbin. Then he changed his theme song, even though it was a great theme song. He wasn't ready for it. He wasn't ready for it. Mm. He still should have been Stone Wolf and whatever. But ah, that's another story. That's another story. <laughs> so whatever. The, the following oh, weeks it. would see the feud between Mahal and Shinsuke Nakamura begin. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll be honest, sometimes it was very cringeworthy with promos involving Mahal mocking Nakamura and his broken English at times. Of oh, course, yeah. the still images of Nakamura's face gurning and all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But with oh, all of that momentum oh, on Nakamura's oh. back, the support of the audience, everyone really getting behind Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, myself mm-hmm. included, being a massive fan of Japanese wrestling and Nakamura's time before he signed with the WWE. Mahal still retained the title at SummerSlam. So, Brendan, you have thoughts on this. I'd like to hear them. <laughs> Please share. I, listen, listen, okay? Listen. Listen to me. Go, everyone, listen. Great news. See, Nakamura, absolutely fantastic performer. And I know what you guys are going to look like. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he was too green. I Ooh. don't care. He had no Ooh. character except for I'm the King of Strong Style. Okay, so show it to me. I'm a oh, WWE man. casual. Ooh. Show it to me. Oh, I didn't watch God. you in Japan. I watched you in WWE. Yes. Yes. Nakamura. I love the guy. Don't get to listen, listen, listen. Guys, I'm talking about this from a casual's point of view. Mm. Okay? Got great wrestling ability. You're in the ring. You're great. You don't really have the, the promo skills, but that's fine. You're Japanese. You don't really speak much English. Oscar can do it pretty well, and it's great. Fine. Great news. By the, by the way, Oscar, wow. Anyways, wow. I love that girl so much. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Nakamura, I didn't feel it. I'm sorry. I He had the great match with John Cena, by the way, in the mm. SmackDown Live. Absolutely great match. But I just didn't feel he was ready to be a champion. Something about it just didn't feel right. I felt he should have been champion when he had the few the AJ Styles in 2019. Was it 2018? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 2018. That's when I was like, okay, he should have been from from the get-go. And then have that sort of character with you, right? Brendan, we're gonna we're gonna move this, but I just gotta say this for the record. Brendan, you are a guest on the show. I am so happy to have you on the show. But I have to state for the record, Brendan, oh, yeah. you are out of your 
Fucking man. <laughs> no, I'm not. Out of your fuck. And we will and we will have this. I'm gonna I I'm gonna throw the gauntlet have, down. But have, We're gonna have now I'm wondering though, have myself and Sam successfully wormed our way into Reardon's mind? You know, no, not in this case. <laughs> not in this case. Okay. Oh God, God, we need to get Be, you back. Because, on the because, right, because, because what 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 I... Brendan what Brendan is saying in terms of a person that has only really consumed WWE Shinsuke Nakamura might be a weird being to you. Not even you that. Weird to yeah, me. No, 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 no. no. Oh, not even weird. Not oh, even man. weird. Because Nakamura is a ten out of ten performer and is a great wrestler, has a great character, right? But when he first came, I felt he needed more to himself. Okay. In reality, forget like push push uh agendas aside and, and all this like cave here beside him what's not right. Yes, he should have won. Because in, uh, compared to Jinder Mahal, yes, yeah. great. However, what I'm saying is that Jinder's character, this is in the kayfabe world. Mm. I'm, I'm talking kayfabe. I'm not talking, I don't care. Forget how crap Jinder is in the ring. Forget his in-ring ability. Forget how great Nakamura was back in um, uh, Japan and what's not. Forget about that stuff. We're talking kayfabe only. Kayfabe world... Jinder Mahal's character looked too strong. He looked like he was going for bigger things and what's not. If Nakamura had won it, what would have happened from then onwards? Do you understand? Yeah, the storyline, the story dictates. The story mm. dictates mm. everything. Do you understand? Yeah. So why are we Nakamura being too green? I'm not meaning that he's green in general because it's bloody Nakamura. Mm. That guy is fucking sick. But in the storyline world at SummerSlam 2017, I did not feel his character too, too much. Mm. And I'm not saying that I'm a casual myself, because I'm a guy, I love wrestling. But if I'm watching that as a casual, I don't know Nakamura, I'm going to be like, why did he win it? Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be like, oh, like, but he didn't really like, you know, like, what's so fun about him? At least Jinder Mahal has some controversy or, do you know what I mean? You have to Mm. think, think, think kayfabe, think kayfabe. Yeah. Kayfabe, he, Shouldn't have won, but in reality, fucking hell. <laughs> 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 mate. But I mean, like, um, the match was terrible. Jesus Christ, that was a piss yeah. poor match. I think, was, was the finish botched? I think the finish just, may have... Was a, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. It was a miscommunication. Yeah, a miscommunication, yeah. Because like, like one hallmark of fun. Shinsuke Nakamura's time in WWE has been obviously that People are unwilling to work to him, so he yeah. has to work to everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like, fortunately, hmm. because he's a very, very smart guy and a very good wrestler, he's able to do that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's like when people then they're like, "Oh, the you know, when it comes to Shinsuke, everyone holds up the Sami Zayn match." Yeah. But that's because they can they can both work the style. John Cena actually works it really well, which is weird uh-huh. to say. Which is why I've always said I think John Cena versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, well, I think would be a lot better than people would give it credit for. No, it probably it probably would be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I I I I understand your wavelength. I understand your wavelength. Oh, I get it. I know. I totally get it as well. Like uh, as well, when you say green, you don't mean like the guy is so inexperienced and so dangerous. La la la. It's like at that time to the main roster, he was only like a few months in. Yeah, it's like maybe he wasn't ready at that point. I mean, if he would, I would have said if he would have gone all the way, you know, to have that year, 
have a couple of matches and good feuds, then lead up to the Royal Rumble and have the match. I think it would have mattered a lot more. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, mm. yeah. Well, back to gender. I mean, what, we're in August now? And yeah. What happened, after, what happened after then? <laughs> so, <laughs> so with, uh, oh, with the year's Survivor Series coming up, the announcement oh, was made that the WWE champion would face oh, the Universal mate, I... Champion. <laughs> they took that away from us! They took it away from us! No. Sorry, Brendan, I have to bring this one up. Yeah, it's a history. It's a part of history. So it was going to originally be set Jinder Mahal versus Brock Lesnar. However, I think that would have literally made you and most of the guys in our group chat explode. <laughs> I would have... I, 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 I can't even say what would have happened. I, I'd be banned off the, off the universe, mate. I swear. <laughs> what would have happened to me, personally? Oh, man. I, I, Dan, I would have I, I obliterated the world. The world <laughs> that is true. The world would have... Oh, mate. Everything that would have come out of me? Oh, man. Oh, man. I, I mean, swear when, to... when you think about it, it is sort of like the quintessential big, meaty men slapping meat match, isn't it? Bro, oh, my God. Yeah, but that's what, that's what, that's what oh. we're about in this house. Oh, you, oh, you, that's, that's all I care about. Big, meaty no men slapping meat. Just, just grappling. Oh, hey, bro, did you put oil on yourself before the match? Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Come on, let's go. Oh. Like, damn. That, oh, mate, that was... That was something that I, I, damn man, when they took that away from us, I, I, I love AJ Styles as well, man. I was just like, oh mm. man, I'm hot as hell, but. <laughs> but, <laughs> alas, before reaching Survivor Series, Mahal would lose the title to AJ Styles on the November 7th SmackDown, ending his reign at 107 days. The rest of 2017 would see Mahal try to regain his title from Styles, albeit with little success. So the question is now, gents, this, uh, the, the the next question here is, Jinder Mahal's reign, was it good or was it bad? Guys, I'll be very honest. I'm going I'm I'm to go ahead with this. Listen. If you take, if you ignore what happened with Nakamura, because I, I, I can't lie to you guys, listen. Like not, not even kayfabe or pretending can 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 you know like <laughs> <Save> that one. <laughs> no, can 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 discard what the fuck just happened there. If he discards the Punjabi, if you discard two big title defenses, <laughs> basically, if you discard the Punjabi prison nonsense and Nakamura, that was great. I'll do it again. I... I'll do that again for the moment of him winning it. From him coming out with a with a you know the bloody turban and the whole like you know terrorist look, which the, I'm very glad it took away because whilst it looked absolutely amazing, I was like, guys, it's very problematic. You need to stop that shit. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But I I had in twenty from May 2017 to May to what around uh, October 2017, I had my phone was filled with. Gender, 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 gender photos. I was like, bro, I think I, I, my, my sexuality might be changing here. I can't lie to you. <laughs> I, I, I think something's happening to me. 
It'd be that way sometimes. It really did be, be that way that sometimes, because Jesus Christ, I was looking at it, I was just like, oh, yes, gender, yes. What? I used to love it. Yeah. Oh, do you remember when he came out in, when he came out to Canada and he got that mess of pop? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was so good. Listen, I've never had a guy, a guy look so good with the championship. Oh, no. I'll say that. He looked too fucking sick. I don't care. Listen, I don't care how bad he was in the ring, how average he was. When he came up in his entrance with the championship belt, I said, yikes, this guy is the real fucking deal. Shit. He had a and really good look. I'm not, you and cannot yeah, deny yeah, how yeah, good of a look he had as a top champion. Absolutely yeah. beautiful look. That yeah. aesthetics was crazy. And got into the ring and I'd be like, eh, whatever. But you know what? That was wrestling back in the day anyway. Okay? Mm. Yeah. All mm. character, no wrestling. We live in a generation now where we're blessed with the best wrestling, but with bland character. But unfortunately, we're best, some characters are very bland. Mm. But at the end of the day, Jinder Mahal did this job. I think his title reign was great. It kind of reminded me of JBL's a little bit, but I would say obviously JBL's a bit better. I think he needs a bit more respect you for know, it. That's, that's, a, that's a good shout, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually. That's a very good, with, yeah. With the, heat, the heat that he got and the way people like genuinely wanted him to lose the title because they fucking hated him, I said, wow, do you know what, yeah? People are tuning into this shit. They're watching mm. the shit. They're hoping he loses. They don't like this guy. They hate how this guy keeps saying how they hate him because, you know, he talks different and what's not, blah, blah, blah. They don't like how stiff he is or not stiff. They don't like how he is in the ring. They hate how he keeps getting lucky with interferences and what's not. That's a heel champion. It's a heel champion. Yeah, no I mean, obviously, as the, as the quote goes, people will pay a lot of money to see you get your ass beat. Yeah. You see, yeah, yeah, do you see what I mean? And the thing is, right, the thing is, listen, we live in a generation now where we, as, as uh, you know, you know, fans, we love like even the guys heel, we'll still cheer for them. We haven't mm. had that for like a what a year and a half kind of COVID and what's not, right? But if a guy's heel, but it's so over, we would cheer for them. In the kayfabe world, that doesn't make any sense. Why are we cheering for the heel guy? Yeah. He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. He's a he's a prick. He should not be liked. He should be hated. Him winning the championship belt. You know, you know when back in the day when when the heel would win the championship belt and it would just be pure silence. Yeah. And groans. That's how it should be like. The guy, I fucking hate this guy. This guy should be. Da, 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 da. But unfortunately, what hinders his what hinders his title reign was essentially his promo skills wasn't too great. It was essentially the same promo every time. And Nakamura, yeah, Jesus fuck, Nakamura <laughs> was actually wow. Like I, 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 I can't even try to. I can't even try to. I mean, in know, all fairness, the same promo every week is part of Triple H's legacy. So hey. yeah, but Triple H had had had, had a. <laughs> Had a niche to that. I can't explain. That. He had a niche to it. And General Horse is like, you, you hate me because I'm different. Okay, all right, but we don't hate you. So what? So what then? So what then? <laughs> but what then? But but we don't. We literally don't. And so do you see what I mean? Like the logic mm. isn't there. You see what I mean? Yeah. So there's reality, there's like, there's a lot to be said about Ginger's yeah. title reign, and especially yeah. coming from me, um, because I mean, I obviously there is. I mean, it's always kind of playing with the conflicting bits where it's always like, I don't always really like it that much when heels always, you know, heels rely, it feels heels rely on, you know, managers and stuff to interfere to win. Mm-hmm. But like, also that's an, in, that's an integral part of being a heel champion. That's what gets heat. And that's why I get annoyed at it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think anyone really that's care that's focusing on the point of like, oh, they put him there too quickly is really kind of missing the point. <laughs> Especially uh-huh. when you realise that the the impetus for him being in that main event position is that you're really pushing hard for the Indian market as well. And yeah. what better way to do that than to have terrific representation and have an uh-huh. Indian man be your top guy? Yeah, and that that's yep. the thing. It's like the 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 reason that I don't, I'm not really that big a fan of the. Jinder Mahal title reigns because, like uh, as Brendan said, and as we kind of said, throughout, it's a little bit one-dimensional. Yeah. Um. I guess the thing for me is it feels like it was, you know, they had an idea behind why it was being done, but mm. beyond that idea, they didn't have anything else. They yeah. were like, you know, I I I don't want to frame it in this way, but you know, the thing of mm. like, well, we're pushing heavy for SmackDown to be, you know, a big part of our push to the Indian market. So we'll give uh-huh. Jinder the title, and then what? Yeah, it, yeah. Who <laughs> throw your arms up? Going, who knows? Oh wait, we've got Brock like, coming up. Oh crap! Quickly think, we gotta get the title. It's off just that she just like, okay, we've got this. We need to get here. We've gotten halfway. Where's uh-huh. the rest of the road gone? <laughs> mm. It's again. It's. I feel it's that thing. It's always been a very common problem for modern uh, modern WWE. They're laying the tracks whilst being on the train as well. The They're doing time. the grommet spot. Yes, basic. <laughs> I can't believe it's called the grommet spot. The grommet spot. <laughs> That's that what I'm amazing. calling it. That's Other amazing. people can name it appropriately. No, 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 no. It's the grommet spot now. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, this brings us to present day. Um, to present day, Jinder Mahal after a good run with the US title, which I honestly thought wasn't yeah. a bad run. Um, no, it wasn't at all. I just want to say that was a great one. But what was great about that run? What was um, what was, before even that run even happened? His entrance at WrestleMania 2018. See, I'm, I'm so lost at the yeah. numbers. And yeah, that 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 bloody amazing. Entrance. That was, was a good really good. Yeah, <laughs> an amazing entrance. I'm marked out. I, I didn't care about anyone else. I marked out for his entrance. I was like, yes. Oh, my days. He looks amazing. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so, yeah, Jinder, unfortunately, would suffer setbacks with knee injuries that kept him out of action for nine months. Uh, uh-huh. He's had a really bad run with injuries very uh, yeah. recently. Um, yeah. That has kept him really off of TV for quite a long time. Well, cause I was going to say, because he missed a uh-huh. whole bunch... Well, he missed a whole bunch of 2020 due to being stuck in Canada. Yeah. Um, but then when he did come... When he did come back, he injured himself training, which put him out for longer, and then he came back at the Superstar Spectacle thing. Yes. Uh, reuniting with the Sim Brothers to take on Drew McIntyre and Indus Schur. Uh, in entertaining, <laughs> if anyone's seen the Superstar Spectacle, it's not bad. It's not bad I, I, at all. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, guys, I haven't been watching Raw at all. I've literally just cancelled Raw, but obviously because yeah. I'm uh, a massive wrestling fan and fucking mark i of course i know what's going on in raw right um mm. um in the kayfabe world um why is drew having a, a sword and about and, and trying to kill 
Tinderball. Okay, all right. Let me let me let me let me explain this to you, okay? Let me explain this. Let me explain this. Let me explain this. Brendan, you've watched you've watched Highlander, right? There you go. Let me let me explain this to you, Brendan, okay? Because I haven't been I haven't properly been watching Raw, but I occasionally catch bits and read the notes from Fightful. So I'm basically an expert. Um Okay, here's what it is. Drew has a move called the Claymore Kick. And a Claymore is a type of sword. So way back ages ago, before, I believe, a match with Randy Orton, Mm -hmm. um, there was a storyline about how Vince McMahon himself uh, had given Drew McIntyre a sword from Scotland that he got on a trip which belonged to Drew McIntyre's family in Scotland. Um, And ever since then, he's carried this really big sword with him uh, wherever he goes. Now, here's where the fun bit starts. There's an entrance. Um, Jinder started feuding with Drew. Mm -hmm. And the only bit I could remember is that Jinder took the sword from Drew, yes. so then Drew destroyed Jinder's motorbike. <laughs> oh yeah, because yeah. Jinder Mahal had a, <laughs> a biker taker gimmick, didn't he, for a little bit? And then, uh, because of that, uh, they feuded over... They feuded, and then Drew McIntyre got his sword back, and now they're going into a match where I believe uh, Drew McIntyre is going to try and stab Jinder Mahal. See now, now that's just wild, mate. That's just crazy. <laughs> and, uh, raw, raw. <laughs> Literally, that's 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 just WWE for you, isn't it? Uh, uh, I mean, because we talked last week, didn't we, about John Cena being stabbed in a nightclub at the US Championship? They're going to oh, go the whole hog yeah, being, yeah, being impaled did. by a claymore. Wild. <laughs> what the fuck? We went, oh we went back and forth on that so many times. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, I just want to say WWE has so much like, like in the kayfabe world, right? Why did they all want to kill each other? Literally. Listen, listen, don't don't enter that. Don't enter that whole Brendan because then we get into how the hell oh, is the under? How the hell is? If you just then go, how the hell was Kane just allowed to be an employee? Yeah, it doesn't make any like, sense. <laughs> don't don't open Pandora. We really have. There. We really have to dedicate like a two and a half hour episode to kayfabe, don't we? Oh, yes. mate, we really I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there, we mate. Really I, 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 we might have to get fun. like. We might have to have a crew of like six people for that. Yeah. Yes. A, a, a big, massive rail but, but, but yeah. So Drew, Drew destroyed uh, Jinder's motorbike, and now they're feuding. And now I think the prerogative of this match is that Drew McIntyre wants to stab Jinder Mahal with a sword. I see. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, I mean, basically. Why not? As of this recording, that rivalry is still ongoing. Oh, by the way, yeah. Um, Jinder has brand new lackeys. They're yes, known as Shanky has... and Veer. Yes. Who. Were they the members of Indershare? I believe or they was were. one or one of no, one of them was. One of them and was they re- yes. and they replaced one of them. Yeah. Cause he because one of them was the guy who leaked Keith Lee winning at Takeover. Yes. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> one of them was that guy. 
Yeah. Because oh, I remember, because they were both, yeah, because they were both at Superstar Spectacle. Yeah. And that, and the Veer guy, who's the fucking unit that's like, again, seven foot tall, mm. was, you know, okay. <laughs> but like, they've got him now as Indusher and not with the previous guy. Yeah. S- strange. So Deepest lore. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as of this recording, this rivalry is still ongoing, and uh, we end this on the final question. In your opinion, what do you think of Jinder Hall's career and his progression in WWE so far? He's done what for what he's been given. He's done. He's done his best. I can't really fault him for that. You know that's... what? Honestly, that's pretty much what I think. Mm, that's, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's a real. He has worked with what he's been given, yeah. and unfortunately, what he's been given is not a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, like the like. I know that for a fact, especially from his look and everything. The problem isn't Jinder Mahal. The problem was never Jinder Mahal. Uh-huh. The problem is, what was he given? And the uh-huh. answer was. I mean, because we've 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 said we've said as well, we want to do a whole back and forth about the entire concept of the foreign heel. Yes. Yeah, because it's a whole is. world to get into. Yeah, it's a. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like that's also a thing which is very much kind of earmarked his career. Yeah, mm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's just it's a thing. It's a thing. It definitely has been a very a very eclectic career. Virginia, it really, oh, really has, and I feel like with his WWE progression, he has got he's been given chicken shit and turned it into chicken garnish. I wouldn't say chicken salad; he's turned it into chicken garnish at the very least. Yeah. What, I, what yeah. I will say is, with the way that things are on Raw right now, I genuinely don't think it's outside the realms of possibility that we do get another Jinder Mahal title reign. That's, yeah, you 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 might be on the. Mic I there. genuinely think that is a realistic proposition. I mean, with the way they've been going with this rivalry, it don't seem it don't seem crazy. Brendan, how much would you like to see Bobby Lashley versus Jinder Mahal? And we've just dro- broken Brendan. <laughs> yeah, we've just broken him. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. There it is. <laughs> as a certified, as a certified nut button moment. Oh, nut. Um, <laughs> you know, someone said that um, him and Goldberg might fight. If I see Goldberg in the war, Brock Lesnar. The ultimate big me men slapping oh, me. No, no, oh, 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 no, no, Brendan, no, no, Brendan, no, no. Brendan, no, the no. best part. Big E in that match cashing in his contract. I, I was actually gonna say, I was actually gonna say, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Big E a special guest referee. <laughs> oh, mate, I would get front seats. One night special guy's... return as well from the big show. <laughs> that guy's gonna return in a fucking great car, Lee and Kane. Like, oh, yeah, oh, great, great car, Lee special enforcer. The <laughs> <laughs> fucking Kane's a commentator. Or something else. <laughs> the oh. ultimate horse match. Yes. Oh, he's just the one lumberjack. It would be the slowest match in history, and I'll watch all 30 minutes of it. I swear to God, mate. Watch now it. that's a 60 minute classic. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> wow. That is. um. 
<clears throat> yes, that is a uh, very uh, uh, that would be a great match to to to. to <laughs> yes. It's an interesting prospect. That's <laughs> that's where. That's but yeah, oh, boy. Um, that is where we end today's episode all about Jinder Mahal. That one was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> that, that, was, that was wild. Oh, was, God. I told you, my boys don't disappoint. <laughs> a wild do two not. hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I, need a, I need a cigarette break or something. <laughs> you don't I'm, smoke, Reed. That's the emphasis. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm about to start. My God. Hey, honestly, oh. it's, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, if I knew it was going to be like this, I would have been driving on my, I would have been on my way. I'd be driving whilst on the, on the podcast. Jesus <laughs> 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 oh, Christ, mate. Oh, but, yeah, no, man. Uh, Brendan, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, my man. Thank you for ever so much for, for popping in. Anytime, mate. Anytime. You know my schedule's busy, so I'm I'm more than happy to to come I know, to you. Superstar status right now. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Speaking yeah. of schedule, if uh, let people know uh, where they can find you online and uh, where what you get up to, and uh, yeah, where people can uh, can chat so, with you. So my Instagram is Brenda Cabina. Cabina uh, spelled C O B B I N A. Uh, my brand uh company website for personal training is uh com. my twitter is i'm kabina and if you just type in brendan kabina on google you can find me there as well my you know it's pretty easy to find my name there and yeah like that's that, that that's just that but um, i'm pretty easy to find so you know hit me up and what's not anyone wants to work with me i'm pretty happy i'm pretty easy with that so yeah Oh, okay. best person that's we've it. had that's plugged their stuff without question. <laughs> I appreciate it, mate. Alrighty, so that was great. The next Ooh. episode, hang on, I will, I will pop up. I'm gonna give you te- uh, everyone ten- tension. The next episode we've got coming up is. Oh, this is gonna be a good one, Dan. Okay. This is the guide to Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling. <laughs> Oh, oh Reed is gonna love this one. <laughs> I am gonna come fully blind on this one. I, I I'm, I'm curious. Oh, I'm telling you, you're gonna enjoy this. Room. Talking about one of my favorite promotions in Japan right now, and every and kind of a little look and glimpse into the the insane world of Joshi wrestling. Like Japanese uh, are women hit hard, and they hit different, man. Sure. <laughs> Cannot oh, sure. wait for this one. But until then. <laughs> I have been Sam, this has been Dan, Reardon, and Brendan. This has been the Sweet Chinwag Podcast, and we will see you all on the next one. Bye, everybody. Yes, sir. Don't hinder the gender. Never hinder the gender.